I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. You told me too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap. Today is Tuesday, May 12th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. What up, Yaya? Hey, Truth. What's going on, girl? Girl, what's going on? We quarantined. <laughs> so what is going on? That is the ongoing joke. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? We're quarantined, right? For real. It's been wild. It's been wild. Just everything that's been going on and just how all of our lives kind of just changed like that's like like overnight yeah that's a fact even you know you listen to our little tagline a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays we are <laughs> skipping church we are skipping brunch at this point we are skipping everything for real though. So, you know that's where we at right now hey but I mean hopefully we'll be out of this soon but I mean y'all stay home man so we could get out of this <laughs> like y'all please stay home like, that's a fact come on let's take this serious man i'm tired of seeing all these pictures of people just wilding out here i mean you know <clears throat> i say people's i mean you know <laughs> we've seen the pictures right <laughs> i'm crying true said you know the demographic that you know i'm saying? talking about yes. <laughs> you know, just saying <laughs> right i'm a. I i have to concur with that um yeah, yeah, it's just it's funny, yeah. we in the house, but uh, y'all stay in the house too. <laughs> exactly, and you know, thank y'all for like really sticking with us throughout all of this. Like while we're getting everything together, like for recording and and what we're gonna do next and what we're gonna talk about, you know, because we know we we still have a responsibility to y'all, and so we thank you for giving us the grace that we need to kind of get ourselves together throughout all this. So y'all the MVPs, man. Yeah, we love you, listeners. <laughs> Woo woo woo! <laughs> I'm such a corn. I know. Oh, okay. All right. So let's get into a rundown of what you can expect for this episode. It's our last episode of the season, so you know that means we're going out with a bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> All right, so it's been a while since we last recorded, so we are hitting all of the usual segments today. So this week on God in the World, we're taking stock of 2020 and wondering, are these signs of the end times? I mean, we're talking global pandemics, murder bees, the Mother's Day weekend polar vortex, the government releasing genetically engineered mosquitoes, and aliens confirmed. What the heck is going on here? So uh, next, we'll be talking access. Since Miss Corona hit, it seems like isolation is the name of the game. However, with 24-hour connectivity on the web and the fact that there's nowhere to run for those of us living at home with family, partners, and working from home, it can feel like the outside world has more access now than ever before. That's why we're asking the Real Talk question of the week. How do we decide who and what has how much access to us, when? After that, Yaya will take us through the moon reading, discussing ways to deal with the residual effects of the May 7th super full flower moon. 
as well giving you time in advance to get yourself together for the summer solstice. June will be here before you know it. And finally, for our last episode of the season, we're bringing back community pastoral care because we need it. Back in February, Black man, human, lover, and friend, Ahmaud Arbery, was murdered while going for a jog in the Georgia suburb of Satila Shores. Many have called this a modern-day lynching. The men who shot him were only arrested last week after organizing around the case caused public outrage to come to a head. And what makes it even harder to deal with is the videos circulating online of the moments leading up to his brutal murder. Truth and I will end the episode with some space for us to sit with the inescapable grief of the moment. We'll talk about it as much as we feel like it and pray about it. We invite you to join us if you can, but also offer you the opportunity to leave us at this point if it's simply too much. In the episode's description, we'll be including the beginning and end times for each segment. Be gentle with yourself. The choice is yours. All news, all the time. This is 1010 Wins. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. We're not even at the halfway mark of 2020, and it has been a wild ride. The whole global pandemic, coronavirus is one thing. A mysterious virus that allegedly started from people eating bats, and now has the entire world living in quarantine? Mm, okay. But what's, right. Been, right? but what's been even more strange is the news stories that haven't really been getting much play. Listen, the news cycle between January and now has been weird as hell. <laughs> For real. I mean, if you listen to these stories, they, they kind of give you like a biblical apocalypse, end of world like type of vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And so like to prove our point of what we're talking about, we want to highlight a few of these stories that like have been showing up and that kind of show us, dun, 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 might this just be the end? <laughs> right. So for all of our theological beasties out there, <laughs> the clergy, the chaplains, seminarians, former seminarians, I'm going to say right out the gate that this is some bad theology. It's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> we are not saying that the end is actually near mm-hmm. or that anyone has done anything to deserve God's almighty wrath. Mm-hmm. However, the news has been odd lately to say the least (laughs) right (laughs) and we need some way to think about it and laugh through it so here it goes so truth what do you think we should start off the list with let's let's go with these uh asian murder hornets (laughs) girl so we're only gonna spend like two seconds on each thing yeah it's like release the release the hornets (laughs) so january hits you know global like consciousness about the pandemic starts to kind of come to a head in the u.s Mm -hmm. and then you're like what else is about to happen boom murder bees (laughs) exactly and the problem is that so you know i'm not a biologist i just play one on tv but (laughs) 
what I hear that the, they do, so I think that they're like wasps and they attack bees, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they're wasps that attack bees and they like rip the head off and like kill them in some type of like super gruesome way. And it's Dang. just like, what the hell? Dang. That's just another level of murder. <laughs> right. Dang, so, that's wild. Are these the same ones that if they um if they bite you? they have like a stronger um their venom is like two times stronger i think of like the regular hornet or whatever that you can like die <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish i would have seen i wish i would have seen yaya's face <laughs> that was highly disturbing to me uh no i did not know that oh um, so i think i don't know if these are the same hornets but i had read like literally probably about a week ago of the hornets that made their way I'm assuming it's the same one, but it's the ones that made their way to the U.S. And so they said, like, if they bite you, that that's why, like, you gon' you gonna die. Like, <laughs> like Ooh, they yeah. gonna hold that. Somebody tell Pharaoh, let my people go because no, I am right. really not messing with this uh, yeah, horde so, of murder hornets. Yeah. So what they were trying to do is they, um, I think they tagged one of them to see if they could see where they are so that they can contain them. I was like, nah, it's crazy. Y'all be doing stuff in the lab and then everybody got to pay for the dumb ish that y'all do. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, Let's sigh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, I that's one. I've we had good. We good on the, that. <laughs> of the murder hornets. Yeah, we good on that. Well, what you got next? All right, so boom. Let's move on to, uh, so Space Force, like the United States of America. <laughs> The country that I am a citizen of, my home, <laughs> said that it's not enough to have branches of military. We got to mm-hmm. add the Space Force to it right now. <laughs> so, right. So, like, that was signed into law in December of mm-hmm. 2019. But I'm going to still give it to 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, the Pentagon has declassified, like, videos of UFOs. And so they set up the Space Force and then boom, there's actual <laughs> legit live and effect aliens. Right. So let me, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Yo, so, <laughs> is over it. If y'all can see her right now, she said, okay, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. All right. So you've seen the cameras that they got out here in the regular world, right? You know like what I'm saying? Like it, light cameras and yeah, stuff like you know that. what I'm saying? Like it could recognize your whole your whole face. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ever run a red light, it's gonna grab your tags, it's gonna grab your face while while you're like it'll grab like three shots as you're crossing the red light. So you mean to tell me the same people who be doing these cameras, these are the type of cameras that we send up to space and we only get a little a little dot of what this UFO look like? That's what was declassified. Now what actually <laughs> I'm serious. you said that's what it was declassified. Y'all know how I, I feel. I <laughs> just feel like just because that's what's being released don't mean that's what exists. Mm-hmm. And so I just mm-hmm. feel like this is the slow buildup to like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What this shows me is, is just so much thirst for power and control. Like this is why we in the mess, messes that we are in. Because humans really just want to control so much. Oh, okay. So I didn't get what you meant at first, but like, so, 
So what you're saying is like, it's bad enough that we have war forces on earth, but now our first like forays out into space is like, let me send the space force like that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's, it is really never enough. It is really never enough for these people in power. Like it's, it's never enough. Nothing is ever enough. You know, they, they always got to have more. They always got more power, more control, more power, more greed. It's never enough. It's never enough. They, they just messing stuff up, man. They really are. (sighs) <sighs> all right let's go to the next one man i can't <laughs> i can't <laughs> on a on a lighter but i guess not lighter note i don't know yo, i don't the, even know what to call it <laughs> wh- which one is this one like the grim reaper yes girl yo live in effect was the grim reaper at florida beaches trying to tell people to take social distancing seriously if y'all haven't seen that video is is literally the Grim Reaper, like dress up somebody dressed up as a Grim Reaper and like, is warning people all that about outfit, the hood, the what is it everything. Called? Spice, the little yeah. hook thing. Like I mean, and you know this takes some serious dedication because you're wearing that in the in the hot, hot weather of, of Florida. Like, come on. <laughs> like, mm. you know, he trying to oh they, whoever they is, they they're really trying to spread that message out, take social distance seriously. But I mean I mean, um Florida. Right, <laughs> you you took the words right I out of my mean, mind. You know, like, oh, this this shows yeah. the very many levels of Florida. First yeah. of all, not taking social distancing seriously. Right. Everyone's crowded at the beach, so boom. And then we have this fool at the beach, right? <laughs> himself warning or people. herself or their right. self, warning people via Grim Reaper outfit. I'm like, and you know, I mean, nobody nobody's taking it serious because everybody's still out there, so. Apparently they ain't scared to die. Yeah, so. they ain't scared. So I mean, I do you then. <laughs> Just um, right. Yeah. And so I guess we could kind of close it off with uh, the polar vortex. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> winter winds that are uh, sweeping the country right now. Yeah, freaking May. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. I know there's some places that that woke up with snow today, right? Because I know. <sighs> yesterday which is you know first friday that we said we pre-record this um i know of people who who were like taking pictures and was like oh snap snow flurries and i was like oh snap that's wild <laughs> i was like oh, <laughs> me <laughs> right i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> nah i know a lot of people up in buffalo new york and oh, yeah. it was like snow and snowing like not fake snowing not like no, oh, not. Flurry. So it was like nah. snowing like oh look it's snow yeah like december <laughs> like 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 winter winter yeah before we started recording truth and i were just talking about how like on one hand you know we started social distancing and a lot of people have said like oh my goodness mother earth is flourishing again and the animals are coming back and all this stuff but on the other hand a bitch is done (laughs) (laughs) like if this is any indication of it Yo. The murder hornets, the locusts, and freaking aliens. The, just Mother wow. Earth is over us right now. Yeah. Like, she she over us. She doing what she got to do. Yeah. Like, I feel like Mother Earth is just really doing what she got to do. And yeah, I better stay out of her way, man. Y'all better stop playing with her. We on for the ride. Truth was saying something really interesting just about, I guess, you know, when, when I started uh, suggesting that we talk a little bit about just the other news stories that are going on that are like non-pandemic related like the first thing that came to my mind was like this is some apocalyptic like end of time stuff 
and uh truth because you know i didn't really pay that much attention in, <laughs> in new testament no no no. i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking one of my favorite professors my new uh, testament professor i paid attention but i'm just not that's not my that's not my bag but truth was telling uh me about the the greek meaning of, apocaly- of apocalyptic and apocalypse and mm-hmm. i don't know you want to share with the people yeah for sure so like the greek word apocalypse it actually means to uncover to reveal or to unveil the truth that has been ignored forgotten misinterpreted or misunderstood and like we read that and we were like oh bet <laughs> right that's that's a, there's a lot of there is a lot of uncovering that has been going on all the stuff that people have been fighting for and talking about for years it's like people are just seeing it now you know so it's man we we in for this ride that's for sure apocalypse (laughs) (laughs) all right clearly (laughs) yeah so i mean you know not for nothing we're keeping it light and fun with this segment right but you know we at home y'all at home it's real talk and it's God talk. Yeah, okay. you know, you, you we can literally go down the rabbit hole of like theories and, and conspiracy theories of all this. So y'all go there if y'all want to, but we, we stopping right here. <laughs> with everything going on with COVID and people struggling with the whole social distancing thing, so much of the conversation has really been around the struggles of people who feel isolated because they live alone. And that is definitely a real thing. Like, more power to y'all. Um, however, Truth and I were talking recently and we realized it's kind of funny how uh, both of our relationships with our partners play out a little differently now that we're in the house 24-7, right? So it's like all of a sudden we're kind of expected to be all up under each other all the time. Um, but me personally, like anybody who knows me, y'all know me. I don't care what the circumstances are. A bitch needs her alone time <laughs> to lay in the bed, scroll an IG and stare at the ceiling. Um, you know, and I truly appreciate my husband because he gives it to me. And like the conversation like also moved to how like the change of uh, dynamic isn't just true for like just our romantic relationships, but it's like now that we're at home, y'all have seen it. Every week there's another Zoom happy hour to attend with your friends. You know, if you if you have kids, there's no escaping. Like, <laughs> you know, and not to mention like the distinction between like a work supervisor and a parole officer is like that line is slowly fading away, right? Thanks. It's like, it's hard being on all the time, right? Doing everything at home is kind of like giving people the notion that they have an all access pass to your life, your time, your energy, and your attention. Like, just because we at home doesn't necessarily mean we got all the time in the world. Right. (laughs) So we decided to ask the real talk question of the week. How do we decide who and what has how much access to us and when? Now, we know that's a lot of a question, right? So I thought to give the conversation a little direction, we could break it up into like a couple of different areas, right? So we're going to talk about access in terms of our romantic life, our work life, family and friend relationships. And because it's real talk on God talk, let's see how access plays into our spiritual lives as well. All right. Y'all know this has been my ongoing drama. We might as well call this season for me work-life balance. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I want to talk about access and work life. How much, I guess, how much access should you give at work to, to you? Is that what we're asking? Um, so I, I guess that's a good place to start. I mean, generally, even outside of work from home stuff, yeah. I'm a believer that my self, like who I am is quite distinct from my professional identity and Facts. what I do for work. Facts. And so it's like, I personally do not believe in giving work like unlimited access to me. And so that goes into like, I don't let nobody follow me Facts. on social media. Facts. Like for professional, like, you know, for professional quote unquote reasons, like, oh, you know, I don't want them to really know, have eyes into my personal life, but also just, I need some sense of distinction. Like mm-hmm. they have a little bit of me, but they can't have all of me. And there's just some parts yeah. that are for me. Yo, I totally agree with that. Like, I don't, I'm I'm a person who I like to keep everything separate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all, all of my, I just like to keep everything separate. I don't like, uh, I don't want this to sound like cocky or nothing, but like access to like the gifts that God has given me. I hear that. Because I don't, yeah, I, I just, I don't think not everyone is in it for the right reasons and not everybody wants access for the right reasons. And so like, that's why I, I like to keep everything separate, especially with work. I'm just like, right now, I think where I stand is like, um this this is work this is this is my paycheck you know but this isn't where my where I see like my ultimate dreams my ultimate goals at and so because Mm -hmm. of that I don't like to blend it I like to have like that distance from it I don't like like listen once I clock out I'm done I mean don't Mm. call me don't don't text me don't nothing so tomorrow when I clock back in and that but that's that's me I have you know with my job we could do that and that it works you know it's hard for me. So I think about that. Right. And so it's hard for me. I work for a not-for-profit and, um, um, uh, look at me, I'm looking at me trying to keep my, uh, work life and my, even you all are listeners. I mm-hmm. love y'all to death, but I don't tell y'all everything about me in my life. I mean, um, I think that's one of our hardest things that we've been trying to like navigate. Right. right? Yeah. And so I work for -for not-for-profit. I do community organizing and I believe in the mission, like wholeheartedly, I believe in the mission. And so it's such a blurring for me between what are some of the things I'm doing out of the quote unquote goodness of my heart, because I have built relationships with people and I just want to do this thing. And what is a work thing that I'm being paid to do? It's not so easy for me, like make that distinction of, well, I'm clocked out now and I don't, you know, basically I don't care and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's something that I kind of struggle with a lot um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when setting boundaries, like I'll be damned. I believe in the mission, but this ain't my mission. Like, you know, like, like (laughs) I have my own dreams, my own goals, my own family. Yeah. Um, So I can't, I can't give everything until I have nothing to it yeah but it is it's not so easy for me to make the distinction of like for me in this case it's a question of like the when yeah when am I gonna push Mm. myself beyond because you know I believe in the cause right right and when I'm gonna pull back and say well this is my job and I can't do that you know yeah I think those are those are actually two really good questions that we can ask ourselves right like I think just being aware of when you are giving and why you are giving. Mm. And it's really about being aware. You have to be able to have these conversations with yourself, like bro. No, that's a fact. It's um it's funny. So, you know, I'm 
I want to talk just a little bit about work from home and how it's changed a little bit for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we were out in the field working, I would use my time commuting as like, I'm not answering my phone. Don't bother me. I'm taking a little breather (laughs) or whatever. And I, you know, once the day was done, I would leave and turn off my phone. You can't reach me. I'm sorry. You just have to leave me a message or something. But now that we're working from home. So for those of you out there who use Slack, <laughs> Yo, you use Slack, girl. Yes, that yes. little sound, that click clack, that click clack on your computer. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, I was talking to. So I had like a little uh, personal. I met my friend for a virtual drink the other day, yeah. and we were talking about um, Slack. We both use Slack, and yeah. she like, she feels like she's one of like Pavlovian's dogs. Like when she <laughs> click clack of Slack, she be like jumping and like. <laughs> Like she has like a traumatic response. Son, I log off that joint. <laughs> I logged off. I was like, nope, not today. I wish I, I, I wasn't doing that. I know, and that's the thing, right? Like all of our jobs require something different. You know what I mean? Like you just can't log off. You know what I'm saying? And that so like how do you how do you deal with that then? That thing pinging at all all times of the day. Yo, um, so personally, how do I really deal with it? So I know myself, like, you know, I have done a lot of internal digging about my relationship with work and I have workaholic tendencies. Just, Mm. I have a personal sense of like perfectionism and wanting to just, I really want to just be good at whatever I do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. um, And, and that goes into very unhealthy ways sometimes of dealing with it and so I've come to the conclusion that I set my to-do list for the day and I truly finish my to-do list if I like if I can it's not going to push me into something like crazy crazy I'm going to finish my to-do list but once I finish my to-do list it's over (laughs) that's good it's over I'm not answering unless I like want to sometimes I just I don't know. It's me personally. Yeah. I don't think everyone should have the same relationship with work that I do. But sometimes I want to because I mm. just want to have the best numbers. And that's just what I want. Yeah. But um, if if I finish my to-do list and the day is done, you can't reach me. And you just going to have to take it up with me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's hard. Mm. It's not everyone isn't able to do that. I know as well. Yeah. So. But I think, I think we, we gave our at least a little bit of like good tips what helps us to kind of keep that balance. And I mean, if y'all got any other tips of what y'all do, we'd love to hear them, like share them with us so that other people can hear them too. Cause you know, it's, it's not easy establishing that balance. Like you said, even now that we're working from home, it's, it's a little harder now Like you have to be very intentional about setting that balance. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a actually going to leave you all with something that my supervisor told me. Um, and so y'all know I've been having a lot of work drama lately. And uh, we had a one-on-one and she was like, listen, you need to not give away your power, basically. She was like, you think that you're being nice and you think that you're being polite by not saying anything and biting your tongue when you feel mistreated or you feel overworked or offended, but you're not doing anyone any favors. In fact, you're doing a disservice to the organization and you're doing a disservice to the people that we serve. We, you're at your best when you're in your power. So don't give your power away. And, you know, when she said that to me, I couldn't stop thinking about it because she was basically telling me to say that to her. But <laughs> 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 that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, and I shared it on, um, on Instagram and a couple of people reached out to me and kind of said that that was something that was helpful. And so I offer that to y'all, you know, 
if you feel overworked and you feel like you need to set other boundaries or, you know, do something with your work life, like people don't get to always have access to you. And so just find your way of figuring how much is too much. Yep. Yep. All right. So let's, let's talk about now um, access in a romantic life. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, We're so I, childish. We said romance. <laughs> so if y'all really know me, y'all know my whole romantic life is, is really, it is on a hush. <laughs> and, um, for for um i think the main main reason is just because i like i said i don't allow people access to that part of me and the the people that i do is because i i trust y'all enough to to hold that for me and to hold me accountable for it but i feel like i feel like that then gives people access to to comment on your mm-hmm. relationship to like say stuff and um, and not necessarily that that's, you know, always a bad thing, but I feel like when you start hearing too much of stuff that may not be coming from a good place, that starts to mess with your head. And then that can kind of start creating problems where there aren't any. So it's funny. When I thought about access in a relationship, I think I thought about the question a little differently. So in mm-hmm. terms of like giving the outside world access into my relationship, um, that's a negative. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that is a negative. Right, right. And I love my friends to death because yeah. they really do. My friends and family, I love mm-hmm. them because they truly respect the sacredness of my relationship Facts. and that it is something that is for my partner and I. Yep. And this is even before we went down the whole marriage bond path. Right, right. Um, you know, it's something for us between Mm -hmm. us and that is just how it is and so Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes because that means that you know a lot of times women particularly I don't know if that's true particularly but I know a lot of times in my friendships with women you bond over talking about how your dudes treat you or how Mm -hmm. your persons treat you Mm -hmm. um and how like you bond over talking about stuff that I choose to keep private yeah, yeah. One, oh I totally agree yeah one because I'm naturally a private person but two also because more hands in the pot the more mm-hmm. it's hard to cook it yeah and, exactly. and they don't taste right <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible analogy but you don't get my point like yeah. it's like when you're trying to build something with somebody so how y'all do that how you feel respected how y'all feel held or you know loved in a relationship that's on y'all and there's just not really a place for that in in a one-on-one relationship I don't think and I mean I I think that not just romantically but with friends as well yeah. like you can't you can't have too many people up in your mix yeah you really can't like I don't know man I I like the small circles like call what you want like I I like the small circles I'm good with like I'm good that I know I trust the people in my circle who <laughs> that that but, could be a whole episode yeah. <laughs> in and of itself yep. mm-hmm. but so you know, access, right? Is it's just like such a, a vague word when we talk about it. Access is a vague word. And so when I thought of it, I thought of it like between you and your partner, how much access do you give your partner to you? Oh, because I you. think especially like, you know, there's just so many societal ideas around marriage and like yeah, of course. what that's yeah. supposed to look like. Yeah. And yeah. it's like I 
I don't give my partner I love my partner I love my partner more than the sun the moon the stars I will do anything for that man yeah but there is a part of me that is only for me yeah it is not for it's between me and God and like there are things that I have experienced and things that I do that I don't share and it's not (laughs) keeping a secret quote unquote yeah but that's not for you. That's for me. And it's like, I appreciate him because he respects that. But I know to outsiders looking in, it's like, it violates that idea of like, oh, your partner, like once you decide to be with that person, that person kind of like owns you a little bit. But I don't think there's any room for that in like my relationship. The one thing that I've learned with, with my partner is as far as access goes, is when we when because we have not allowed other people and their opinion and stuff like that to come in um we've learned that when we have an issue we got to come to each other mm-hmm. you know and I think that that really has helped in it, like, it helps in your communication it helps in how you resolve things um because it, it ain't no this and that like pettiness but it's like now nah, we, we working at this relationship so let's sit down and talk about this you know why x y and z um instead of like you regurgitating what one of you know, like your homegirls told you <laughs> you know what right because because it, it amped you up and hyped you up exactly and, and it's like this is how i gotta be treating that that you know and it's like no let's i'm gonna tell you how i really feel and i feel like at least for me with this relationship this has been like the most vulnerable most open that i've had to be because this is a requirement <laughs> you know what i mean like if we want if we want this relationship to be a healthy one then I had to learn like, okay, I have to look inside myself and tell you how I feel. And my partner has had to learn like, you want to know how I feel? You got to ask me a direct question. <laughs> I, I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to ask me exactly what you want to know because I, I'm, I'm very much the type of person that will only tell you exactly what you're asking me. Mm-hmm. And so, but this, this is where that comes in, right? Like you learn your partner and vice versa. So but I think that there is something really sacred and something really genuine and lovely about keeping something that is to you, but that is not, it, it doesn't violate trust or anything like that. So, right. We've yep. taken it <clears throat> very high level mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying this, but let's take it a, one step lower and I'm going to speed round it with Go you. For it. Yep. All right. So you and your partner, access to your phone, passwords, everything. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay, yes for me too. Yeah, see, I play too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so access to phone, yes. Okay. Uh access to finances. Somewhat. So it's terrible. That is one thing that we have are learning and growing in marriage right now. Mm. Listen, we are so good in so many ways, but we yeah. our growing point is finances. Just like oh, I gotcha. raised by a single mother, I was raised to have mm. your money right, girl. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got you know, and I feel so you. now that we have joint finances, it is a whole nother learning curve of what yeah. to do what to tell i bought this yeah. now i gotta tell you everything i buy like what <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah that's I a mean, whole different episode i, I will <laughs> say i will say 
I, I'm the one in the relationship who said that we should start that now uh-huh. because I was like, we, I, I think that because that's one of the things that we, we aren't maybe not always taught, you know, to do in a healthy way. I wanted mm-hmm. us to really take that, you know, so like we know where we're at financially. All right. Um, access to your body. Hey, <laughs> I don't think I want the world enough. <laughs> oh. that, that's my access right now. <laughs> all right, truth that I, I, I cut the tape, cut the cut, tape. Cut the tape. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Y'all gotta hit us on the side if you're trying to hear them. Yeah, you gotta slide in some DMs if you want. <laughs> okay, well that 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 was our speed round for uh, uh-huh. romance. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, all right. Next one, which is kind of different, right? Um, family and friend relationships. Ooh. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Exactly. Um. So I'm gonna start with friends because it's a little yeah. bit easier for me. Okay. To make it's it's easier for me to set those lines than family. Mm. Yeah, um, okay. Friends, I start having those access conversations way early with my friends like um I just appreciate my two best friends like my two best 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 friends yeah um for loving me for who I am I read this meme the other day that was like oh big Scorpio energy you know I'm gonna need you to text me before you call me so I know what you're calling me about (laughs) (laughs) and that is my life like I truly believe my phone is not a tether Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a leash. I'm not no dog. Woof, woof. Yeah. You can't reach me every time you want to reach me. Yeah. And so my friends have grown to know and accept me for the fact that if you need me and you leave me a message, I will check the message. So if yeah. it's urgent, I'm going to get to you. Yeah. If yeah. it's not urgent, if it, you're not about to be hurt or anything, mm-hmm. then you need to know that I'm not always reachable. You can see me online. You can see me doing a million things. But yeah, I just... I'm not always reachable. The end. And it's not a reflection of my love for you. It's not a reflection of my affection for you. That's just me and my line. I am yeah. not always reachable. The end. I agree with that. I like Period. that. Period. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll take the friends. Friends. Uh, I'll start with that one too. Like I have a lot of my friends who call me for like advice and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll gladly give people advice, you know, like that's nothing. Yeah. You take it and leave it. That's on you. But I feel like There'll be some seasons that I am well enough or I feel like I'm equipped enough that I can be on the phone with people if that's what they need at that time. And then there are other seasons where I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm not feeling this, so I'm not going to do it. And Mm -hmm. I think because I'm like that, like sometimes it it gives people the wrong idea because if they catch me in the season where I'm accessible (laughs) and then then you think I'm always be right. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I don't like it's still love. And I feel like I appreciate the friendships where we may not talk every day, but, you know, the minute we catch up, all right, cool, we good. And we keep it pushing, you know, and we may know what's like one of, one of my best friends, like, you know, known each other since high school. Like we don't talk every day. You know, she got a family. I'm doing my thing here. You know what I mean? Like we got, we got different lives. We're in different states and all that good stuff. Um, And we check in on each other here and there, just like through text. Um, And when we have a conversation, it's cool. We catch up. Great, great. But we ain't going to be in the phone every day. Like it's just not possible, you know? Um, and then I tend to stay away from people who, from the minute they meet you, they try to have all that access to you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a sign for me 
that you and me can't be cool. <laughs> alert, alert. Yeah, alert, like, alert. Like, nah, I can't do that, I can't do that. So, you know, because I'm like, oh no, they're, they're trying to to fill a void that they have, but I'm sorry, I'm, I can't I can't fill that for you. Um, so that's that's where I'm at with it. You, you know, six feet, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. So what what about family though? So okay, so before we move on to family, I am yeah. just gonna kind of give a shout out to the Real Talk on God Talk community, who I consider my newfound friends. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, peoples. Yeah, I've learned so much from you all in terms of like things that I've shared on the show that is a little bit out of my character like mm. yaya on the show is way more open and forthcoming than who i am in my everyday life like i tend yeah. to just be a very private person yeah. and i through this show i've pushed my boundaries and yeah. learned that sometimes when you are vulnerable and you share of yourself it's not coming from a salacious gossip place it's yeah. coming from a place of I can help somebody or bring value to someone's life who may be going through the same thing or, you know, prevent somebody from having to go through the same thing by sharing your story. And so I think that, you know, while Truth and I, I think, are both on the restrict access, (laughs) we're on that wave, there is another side that is like, there's a time and place to give access. And there's, you know, there are some positive things that can come from. Yeah, I like that. I like that there's a time and place for access. I like, I like that. that. I right. like that. On to family. On to family. All right. Um, so I, I don't have a big family. Um, we got a pretty small family. So for me, I feel like yo, my family got like my access. Like I really I think more distant family and stuff like that. Mm, I kind of dub you. Skirt, skirt. Yeah, kind of like, mm, mm, you know. Uh, second uh, cousin is. Mm, you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, yo, like, stop, stop doing it for the gram, you know? Like, um, But yeah, but like like my immediate family, I'm very tight with my immediate family. So um, yeah, they got full access to me. I think I've noticed like a kind of movement, like a cultural zeitgeist. Mm. Am I using zeitgeist right? I don't know. Hopefully I'm using it correctly, but a cultural like uh, moment around drawing boundaries around family. Yeah. And that does not resonate with me personally and my story and how I move through the world. Just with the value, like I've been blessed that there are many ways in which I lacked love growing up as we do as a society in a society, our personal stories. There are many ways in which our parents do us dirty. So uh, I grew up in a family that values like family life in a very particular way. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to, to be as like hard and fast about restricting access or setting boundaries, even in ways that like, other people would be like, well, that's unhealthy for your mom to ask you to do that or for you to like Listen. jump when somebody calls you. Yeah. But that is that's how we rock, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I'm sorry. That's like, how that's how it. Yeah, that's, that's how, how I rock. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not saying that others should do the same. And I'm right. not saying that there are not moments in which I could, you know. I'm growing and I have set more boundaries and things like that. But when it comes to access to my family, my family basically has access to me, has access to what they, what they need 
monetarily, yeah. my time, my attention, everything, yeah, um, all that. But I, I do want to bring some attention and lift the stories of uh, parents and mothers out there. I myself am not, but um, I spend a lot of time talking to parents, and there's just so much guilt that mothers particularly have around the times that they are not able to give their kids full access to themselves or when they want to take some part of themselves for themselves. Like I've just heard so many mothers just talk about just feeling bad for taking a freaking second in the bathroom. And as a person who is not a parent, it's hard for me to conceptualize that. Like my time is my time. I just want to lift y'all mothers and fathers and parents up and just say like, as somebody that doesn't have kids yet I know I can't really talk but I will say like there's a part of you that is just for you and that is okay yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. you know you gotta find your way of uh strengthening that part despite yeah. all the pressure to just always be accessible to your children I mean so I think we've we've reached the final part of access that we're going to talk about I mean it's God talk right so oh. <laughs> spiritual access. You know, I wrote it down, but I don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> okay, so I when I read spiritual access, I mean I took it just like any other relationship, like you know, if you're providing spiritual care like for oh. people and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like I I I took it the same way. Like I feel like you still need boundaries with your spiritual how much of your spiritual self you're going to let people access because I feel like, yes, we got to be able to give that, but we also got to be able to replenish that. You know what I mean? If we're constantly giving that to everybody who's coming along, I feel like that's, that's how we get so many pastors who suffer from fatigue, you know, be having heart attacks and strokes real young, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like they take all the responsibility on themselves because they have that label. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're the pastor they're the one you gotta go to the pastor gotta make time for you it's like no maybe the pastor want to say no like yo this so i mean there's there's a lot of churches who like y'all y'all kill y'all pastors with all y'all nonsense like there's mm-hmm. y'all put so much on the pastors on the ministers on the lay leaders just because of that simple title that y'all forget that they're a human being first and so having so much access or giving people so much access to that, I don't think that's good. I really don't. I feel like we have to be able to know what we can do and what we can't do. I mean, like, yo, even Jesus had to get away from people. So like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I think about, so I think about uh, access, I guess for me personally, you know, we have this podcast, Real Talk on God Talk. Yeah. Uh, I attended seminary. And so I think sometimes people will ask spiritual type questions of me and yeah. I restrict access because I'm like scared that mm. like, you know, you're looking at me like I'm some type of spiritual person, but like you're a guru. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean... <laughs> It's a, you saw somebody go to seminary it's like you're supposed to know all the answers and it's right. like I, I it's not quite how that works y'all <laughs> right like IDK so yeah. uh we're in this together exactly I think about um the ways in which I and we can um can open up just a little bit um 
I think in order to open up access, you have to have strong boundaries and know where you're at so that you yep. can know where you're not trying to allow other people to be. Yeah. But I think that there's room for us to be vulnerable about where we are spiritually more publicly mm-hmm. and to be more okay saying, I don't know, or I don't have the answers or let's find out yeah. together or, you know, whatever that may mean. Yeah. And I know particularly when, when we, when we grow up in, um, in, christian eurocentric like you know we grow up in a certain model we are expected to be quote unquote religious and have the answers and know where we're at and have an answer and say Mm -hmm. i am christian and this is what i am yeah Um, and i think that there's some room for me personally to just allow people to access the i don't know parts of me and we can kind of do that together but yeah clearly i'm just trying to figure it out on air right now (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's that's I feel like for me like that's the most beautiful part when I can say to someone that I don't know but we can figure this out together we can work through this together let's let's study this together um because it's impossible to think that one person has all the answers like what about the wisdom that that person brings you know what I mean like we all have different lives we all bring wisdom from where we're at like that's what we need to share and I think like that's where we sometimes get stuck with um, just focusing on somebody's title and, mm. and understanding like, yo, sometimes, trust me, sometimes we want y'all wisdom too. You know, sometimes, you know, the pastor wants prayer. You know, sometimes yeah. the pastor wants somebody to say like, yo, it's okay what you're going through. You know, just take a rest. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, man, we need that too, y'all. On that note. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Today is Tuesday, May 12th, and you're listening to The Moon Reading. We're still feeling a big shakeup from May 7th, Super Full Flower Moon, the final supermoon of 2020. If you've been feeling kinda emo lately, no worries, you're not alone. In fact, use this time to embrace those feelings and go deep so that you can let it go. The lunar effects of this supermoon are preparing us to let go of our old selves, the stories we've held on to about who we are and what we can and cannot do. We're shedding it all to make room for this new iteration of who we are and all the possibilities for who we can be. This is not the time to be scared to transform, no matter how weird or unknown or uncomfortable the process may feel. This past weekend was Mother's Day, So let's also take some time to celebrate all the mothers, biological and otherwise. The women and femmes who do the mothering and birthing of humans, ideas, and of movements. And finally, it might seem far away, but now's the ideal time to begin preparing and imagining your rituals for the June 21st summer solstice. The beginning of summer and the longest day of the year. Y'all know Amazon Prime isn't what it used to be, and our opportunities to restock supplies are limited. So start thinking about what you need from now. Some ideas for summer solstice rituals to mark letting in the brightness and energy of summer could include grounding rituals, fire rituals, and you could even dabble into some sex rituals with a trusted partner or even by yourself. Make sure to follow Real Talk on God Talk and my page at Yaya's Good Fruit for ideas and step-by-step guides as the season approaches.
Last, let's get into community pastoral care. So before we get into that, we want to give uh, you an option at this point to peace out on this episode if hearing about death and loss is too painful or a trigger. We're about to get into some heavy stuff, and that simply may not be your jam right now. If you stay with us, just know we're not really looking to provide answers. We don't even know what's really going to come out of this segment yet, as we try to make sense of events that simply make no sense. Yeah, but we're here just with a space for listeners and for us to go through it together as a community. So there's genuinely a lot going on right now. Like we joked about uh, the end of times earlier in the episode, Uh, but collectively and on a global scale, we're experiencing some back-to-back traumatic events. To narrow the scope of what's going on globally, in the U.S., in the background of uh, this COVID health crisis, is the ongoing health crisis that has social and moral and legal dynamics as well. In this country, we allow Black people to be killed without any recourse. That's been our curse since day one. We're a nation whose wealth is built on genocide and slave trade and slave trade genocide. We don't value human life generally, and namely and more pointedly, we openly disrespect and devalue Black people's lives. This has always been true in our lifetime, but it's been made even more clear with the recent public outcry surrounding the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. We're not a new show, so if you need and want all the details of this case, I suggest you look it up. Um, But you will be sickened by what you find. I I personally don't suggest you even watch that video. Don't do it to yourself. I haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it. And I won't. I'm not recommending anybody to watch it or to share it either. Right. Um... I second that. I, too, have not, but, you know, do what you think is right. Um, It's painful to even talk about, but we will give you the basics. Uh, Back in February, Ahmaud Arbery, a Black man, was going for a jog and, in short, was shot dead um, by, uh, allegedly or definitely, I don't know, by two white men. In the time between February and now, no arrests were made. Uh, Recently, a video has been circulating online of his killers uh, committing the act. This video has helped to provide the tipping point of public outrage uh, community organizers and people in his community needed to pressure the district attorney's office to to press charges against the white men who killed him. And so here we are. We are. Yeah, it's uh, it's heavy. Uh, this is one of my first times really even talking about it. I've been kind of I've been hearing about this on the periphery probably since February since it happened. Uh, yeah. You know, if you follow certain threads online, yeah, you always find out what's what's going on. But um, I haven't I have not allowed it to come into the forefront of my consciousness. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. Like yeah. with everything that was going on with COVID, uh, with just life changes, I didn't want to think about it, and I didn't want to feel so deeply, you know. Like I yeah. just didn't want to open that. It felt like a Pandora's box. Like if yeah. I paid attention to this, to this, to this killing, to this uh, 
pointing arrow that says black people don't fucking matter here yeah. we hate you like you know like if, yeah. if I kind of like went down that hole it felt like I would not be able to uh to come back out of it okay yeah, yeah I feel you on that I think what kind of has been circulating into my head is you know uh, I've been trying to shake I guess I don't even know if it's shake the feeling or more like you know these arrests were made not because of what they saw in the video but they were made because of like what the mass public saw in the video you know because they seen the videos they 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 seen what it was you know before we we saw it um and so that you know it, it kind of really stung me when that kind of stuck to me of like man they, they had seen it and they didn't do nothing about it you know when we saw it and because we we gathered together to 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 demand you know that these two men you know be held accountable for the actions um that's when they're you know they were arrested and 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 that's just step one you know then i think of that you know like that's just the beginning that's not that's not the end that's not you know that's not it's it only it's not like a victory you know it's not a win you know because you know uh, that's a life we can't get back um but I feel like you know this is something that we will need to continuously stay gathered in so that we we can continue to demand justice for this and find a way for all of this to change man but I, sometimes I don't I don't feel like I run out of ideas sometimes of how how do we change all this you know um and for everybody at the front lines activists protesters who who do this work day in and day out even when there isn't a news story you know going on or attached to it who've been doing this before social media um I just pray like y'all take care of yourselves, you know, entirely because this this is some heavy work. Like if if it's heavy for us, I can't even imagine when you're completely involved in it. And yeah, I don't feel like I've had really the words yet for it. Yeah, I know that I am. Um, I'm so angry. honestly like I'm just so angry and you know I don't mean to get all like super down and dark the end of the episode but like you know even like words like justice ain't no fucking justice like ain't no justice ain't no justice this is not the first this ain't the last this is the one that's being highlighted right now and god bless his life and his soul and his community and his mother and his father and his people and hold them tight but ain't no justice there is there there ain't no justice that's coming out of this. Yeah, and this is all my personal, you know, opinion. Yeah, no, of course, of course. But I just feel like so deeply disturbed, <laughs> and um, by the act, by the video that has circulated that I I personally haven't watched, and no judge like no judgy judgy on those of you who have seen it who have yeah. watched it. Um, that that's the world that we live in but you know Brie Newsome uh, she tweeted I don't I'll be I, I don't have Twitter like that I'll be seeing stuff secondhand on Instagram but she yeah. tweeted recently um, like we're gonna look back at these type of videos of white people 
degrading and destroying black bodies. And these are going to be the modern day lynching, like mementos that we look back at the 19th, at the early 20th century. And we say, oh my God, they're so disgusting. How could they Mm -hmm. have like gone to lynchings and taken pictures and circulated them as postcards? And what was the difference? I'm sorry. I know real talk and God talk, all this cursing, but I'm just so mad. Honestly, I'm just so mad and I'm hurt. And I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of all the feelings that I really feel. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I guess I offer to you all listeners to, um, to do what you need to do to care for yourself and to handle your feelings. And I too am going to try to do the same to unpack it. Um, and, and just, that is the, my spiritual and psychological answer of like you know get the help you need do yeah. what you need to do. Mm. but you know on, on a political side stay woke and not in no bootleg um not in no cool. bootleg because it's cool yeah. instagram twitter i just want to no stay nah. woke and watch what is happening to us and even at what point things kind of hit the bubble of media and just the onslaught of videos that I have seen in the past week of, yes, yes, um, you know, I honor um, Ahmad's story, but interweave that story with the way that Black people and communities of color are treated in terms of social distancing in our cities versus white communities. And the ways that they beat on us and pounce on us and 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 treat us yeah and just just pay attention like i'm not even telling you what to think i'm just telling you just look and think critically about it and you know it's not no reflection of us they don't treat us like that because we're bad they treat us like that because they're fucking bad and I don't know. I don't have no answers. And, you know, we're supposed to be praying at the end of this. And so I'm trying to like get my spirit into a place where I can offer prayer for other people. But Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to ask for you all to pray for me. Yeah. And and for uh, Ahmad's family and community as well. And uh, Truth, I'm going to ask you to pray for me as well because I have a lot of feelings and tempestuous and tumultuous feelings right now. Yeah. and I think it's um, I think you know, for just us to say, I think it's, it's okay if we have we're having these angry feelings. Like just remember, um, and it's okay to even know not know not what to feel, you know. And if you want to deal with with all of this and all of this that it brings right now, and you feel you're able to do that, then do that. And it's okay if you can't right now too. Like just know what works for you. Um, mm-hmm. and just know that you have our support as well. Um, yeah, so, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, as we close the episode, um, you know, Truth and I did want or do want to just close with a short, just short prayer, and we ask that you join us. Um, I will start us off, and then um, Truth will take it from there. Yep. And um, 
Yeah. So if you want to, if you're in a place that you can close your eyes, do so. If you don't want to do so, if you're not trying to pray right now, now will be the time to turn off your uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> podcast. Um, and so, uh, God, precious God, precious God, mother God, father God, child God, human and non-human God, uh, earth, the universe. Uh, I just raise us all to you. Um, I just ask for peace on the inside. I ask that you open us, that you allow us to accept being cracked open um, so that you can pour into us um, all that we need to, to heal, to connect, to to be the possibility that we can, to not give in, to not be hopeless. Um, God, I ask that you hold us in our grief, in our individual grief that we all face every day and whatever our personal stories are, I ask that you hold us in our collective grief as we deal with all these, all these losses. Um, I ask that you that you just you just connect us that we can be there for each other um in your many names father god i ask that you come down and give us your comfort give your people your comfort hold all of these communities who are grieving we're all grieving in our different ways come down and hold us closer to you connect us help us see you and one another give us the wisdom and the understanding that we need right now so that we know how to heal one another so that we know how to be with one another so that we know how to listen so that we know how to keep quiet so that we know how to just be still so that we know when we need to move around equip us to provide care for our people equip us to provide love to our people Equip us to be angry. Equip us to be able to change. Equip us to be able to speak, to be able to think. Equip us to be able to act. Faith is nothing if we have action. If we don't have action, faith is nothing. We need active faith to do do this work. Give strength to your people but give also rest to your people. Console us, hold us, mourn with us, be angry and scream with us. Destroy the things that are destroying us. Provide people who will comfort this young man's family his friends, Mm -hmm. provide comfort for your people. Help us really be there for one another without social media. Help us really be there on a human level without having to let the whole world know. Help us to to be able to make the changes. We, We don't have the words, just search our hearts search our hearts for what we're trying to say 
let us know that it's okay if we don't have all the answers or all the words. But I ask to send your Holy Spirit to really comfort us during this time, to really guide us during this time, and to give us your peace that surpasses all understanding. And equip, equip, equip each of us for the work ahead. No one went to act and went to rest. We thank you for this, this space. We thank you for this community. We thank you for the ability to be able to be vulnerable. We thank you that in a time where everything is online, everything is always on, we thank you for the opportunity to gather with a community and that we are able to reach each other. Thank you for all of this work that you have helped us plan. Thank you for all of the people who have watered us throughout these two seasons. Thank you for the growth that we've been able to do. And that when we come back, help us find ourselves in a better place in this world. Mm -hmm. We ask all of these things in your many, many, many names we pray. Amen. Amen. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for season two. We thank y'all for sticking with us throughout, you know, all this madness of 2020. Um, we appreciate y'all. We're gonna have some great stuff coming back for season three. Y'all watch out. We coming back, boy. All right. <laughs> yep. And we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Love y'all. Peace. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. Too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We with keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's right.